a change is coming. There will be changes made. A change. Do you feel that? That's a change in the air, change in the atmosphere. I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm hanging on to the razor's edge. Something extreme. Something I didn't mean. There's a change. Do you feel that? That's the winds of change. Get ready for a change. Ten, zero, three, twenty, twenty-three. What did it mean? What can it mean? There's a change in the air. Witness a change coming October 3rd, 2023. Are you ready for change? So I just checked the um, episode, like at the bottom of the uh, Apple podcast, it tells me what number episode I am, as long as I can um, search, like, my podcast name, and I did that, and it says that I'm at episode 97, which I remember saying in a previous broadcast I feel as though that this should be episode 99 but seeing as though that it's a computer and it's probably right I'm going to go ahead and say it I guess I'm just missing an episode somewhere I do know for a fact that um what's the name of that broadcast that I used to use uh Buzzsprout I think I do know for a fact that uh, Buzzsprout started to delete some of my episodes around the first year that I was doing this. However, um, they'd since then stopped doing that because of the fact that they had ran out of episodes to delete and, you know, the time frame in which that they wanted to delete them had already surpassed. So... <clears throat> I guess this is unofficially episode 99 and officially episode 98, if that makes sense, which it it doesn't. And for those of you wondering what you're hearing right now, it's a fucking Jeep who's running um, past a parking lot that after hours it's not supposed to be here right now. Um, So, you know, some retard sorry for using the r word for those of you who get offended easily or for that matter (laughs) sound like a jackass um some dickhead decided that it was a good idea just to go ahead and um pass by here in this uh church parking lot where i used to record after hours and yes i do know that it's sunday and not saturday and usually i'm oh and tune in every saturday night to see a new episode or hear a new episode or whatever else um, that I like to say. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mocha, and if you just sat through that advertisement that just played, then you'll know that there's a change coming here not too long from now. Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023, what could it mean? Change. 
you know, change for the better, change for the worse. Obama promised us change. My point being, I don't think that we've got much to change. But hopefully you'll stay tuned and see what happens, see what proceeds come Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. And um, this week we will be looking at um, an event that took place or it didn't take place on uh, Christmas Day, but rather it aired on television on Christmas Day in 2013. Now, why exactly would we look at that? Well, you see, it's just the fact that I'm a little, I'm a little dickhead, little shithead, if you will, and um, it turns out that I waited until the last minute to record an episode. So that's why it's coming up on Sunday, no, not Saturday, and um, this episode is yet to, you know, graze your um, screen, basically. So what I did was I took about two days and I watched an episode of a show that I was told was canceled, uh, one of two shows that I was told was canceled, WWE Main Event. And next week, we will be looking at uh, WWE's uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, where Drew McIntyre will be facing off against uh, Bobby Roode in the main event of that competition. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 the third installment of the Brooklyn event, which we've uh, looked at Brooklyn 2, so uh, maybe we'll get around to looking at Brooklyn 1. You know, NXT Brooklyn. take NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. It's not important. <clears throat> okay, so there was a note that I keep about my dream. Anyway... WWE main event from uh, 12-25-2013. Um, <clears throat> That's the year I graduated high school. Couldn't tell you what day. It's not important. For those of you wondering why you're hearing cricket sounds, yes, I am recording outside. Um, no, it's not really relevant to anything, but I've been told that I should uh, immerse myself and, and maybe explain my surroundings. To my right, there's a church building. To my left, there's a parking lot which surrounds the church building. There's multiple homes, trees, ferns, um, trash cans. Um, There's not really a highway, but you can hear vehicles because there is a, a roadway of some sort. It's not really marked. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. There's lights, you know, um because it is a parking lot uh pretty flowers you know they take care of this place there's a garden big wooden fence uh, that i'm looking at right now looks like old oak maybe i don't i don't know it's like i said it's not relevant it's not important i'm gonna hope that you didn't click off me trying to you know explain the details of what appears to be my home life. Anyway, 
Um, WWE main event from 12-25-2013. Um, and <clears throat> tag team of the year. Uh, tag team of the year uh, winning the Slammy for tag team of the year in 2013 as one half of the tag team champions will be will face Jack Swagger. So one half of the tag team champions, your tag team champions at this time were Cody Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes. Dusty? Holy crap. Dustin Rhodes. I'm so sorry. Um Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. Um <clears throat> Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes. Yes, he was Cody Rhodes at this time. Um, he had not done his Stardust gimmick. And one thing that really, uh, not to put a damper on things, but one thing that really shattered my heart was whenever I heard, um, I can't remember whether it was Fastlane or what it was, but it was like two or three months after Dusty had died, or... I'm sorry, two or three months before, obviously, Dusty had died because they couldn't have done this after. Two or three months before Dusty had died, they went ahead and um, they did this uh, tag team match between the Rhodes Brothers and the New Day. And the New Day ended up picking up the victory. And when they did, um, Cody and uh, Dustin were uh, in the middle of the ring shaking hands and hugging and the crowd was clapping because it was a pretty good match. No, not going to lie. I mean, it was a pretty entertaining contest. But um, what ended up happening was Cody then went ahead and hit his finishing maneuver, the crossroads, onto his brother, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, How disrespectful. He must have such a small penis to be able to do something like that. Small penis energy, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, after he went ahead and then he did that, he hit the crossroads and then he started attacking his brother in the middle of the ring. Afterwards, he rolls out of the ring, he goes up backstage and then uh, his father talks to him, Cody, Cody, what the hell's wrong with you? He looks at him and then he says, you don't treat your family like that. You don't treat blood like that. And then Cody looks him dead in the eyes with his Stardust makeup on, of course. He says, Cody is dead. And as far as I'm concerned, so are you. That, to me, was one of the most heartbreaking things that I'd ever seen in my entire life, especially given the context that now that, you know, Dusty Rhodes is dead. That really hurt. Now, in the past, I have talked about Dusty Rhodes and how much that, you know, perhaps I'm not a fan. Oh, uh, you know, Mr. Big Brain over here is not a fan. And, you know, oh, my God, this, this, and that, and the other thing, and who, oh, he's too, he's too fucking fat. Oh, my God. You know, I, I don't like making fat jokes or dunking on people because I've got a small waist or whatever. But 
unfortunately, whenever you're a professional wrestler and you dress up in polka dots and you're doing the hand jive, you know, you're sort of making a mockery of the business. There's nothing entertaining about a fat dude walking around, you know, ah, I got a leg cramp, ah, I got a leg cramp, you know, and then just jumping up and down like he's Java the Hutt trying to find his shoes, I guess. I didn't want to say penis, you know, oh, he's Java the Hutt trying to find his penis is nothing that I wanted to say. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go ahead and get off of that nonsense and um, get back to the back to what it is that we were getting to, which was the Christmas Day 2013 um, Tag Team of the Year, one half of the Tag Team Champions, Gold Dust, facing off against Jack Swagger. At the time was Jack Swagger. The Miz on commentary uh, making jokes about Santa Claus for some reason. A Zeb Coulter on Raw a week ago said that Santa Claus is an illegal immigrant and um, doesn't belong in the USA. Even going as far as uh, sending a tweet about Santa Claus and bullying Santa Claus. Um... The Miz and Zeb Coulter, that's surprising. Oh, okay. The Miz is bicultural. I'm so sorry about that. I misread my notes there. I thought that maybe I'd misspoken in my text-to-speech thought that I'd said bi-culture instead of Zeb culture. Zeb Coulter, rather. Um, the Miz is bicultural. Uh, so it's not surprising uh, to hear, since he's married to a French woman, um, it's not surprising to me to hear him say, it's Merry Christmas, not Feliz Navidad, uh, but really, it's not Merry Christmas, and it's not Feliz Navidad either. I've got a little tidbit of information for you guys who have listened uh, this long if you want to be politically correct and um, not get sued, it's happy holidays. For those of you who don't know, there was a new story that broke in 2012, 2011, somewhere around that time, that I was told about. Now, I never did research on it, just so you know. So, this is not misinformation, and if it is, then it's not my fault because I didn't do the research. Someone else apparently did the research and told me about it. But anyway, there was a lady at the Walmart somewhere, I'm not sure where, but she was at a Walmart and um, someone had uh, told her to have a, quote, Merry Christmas. She's apparently of Muslim descent. She took offense to that and proceeded to sue the man. And in doing so, she cried in the middle of court and got a reported estimated $390 million because she was so distraught that she was crying in court over the fact that this man told her Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a far stretch if you're asking me. $390 million, please pay for, you know, 
my law school. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a little much. So if you're working somewhere like Walmart, remember to tell people happy holidays, not Merry Christmas. Because even if that story is not true, could you imagine a scenario where someone got offended so badly that they decided it was a good idea to maybe take a picture, take a video, you know, take some evidence down. Apparently, also here's a, another bit of information, do with this what you will. Um, if you pee yourself or soil yourself in any way whatsoever during a um, traffic accident, you're subjected to something known as humiliation. And humiliation comes in the fact of uh, somewhere from 6000 to like $95,000. From what I'm told. Once again, I've never done research on it to know whether or not that's true or not. And that could also be considered pain and suffering, which is different than humiliation, but that's neither here nor there. Not really sure how you would express to the judge that you got hit so hard while you were, you know, driving that you peed yourself. And, you know, if it was in front of a juror of peers of other people that you know, then they would perhaps laugh at you. And that would be further humiliation causing me to pee myself. So, yep, there we go. Small dick energy. And that's humiliation, too. I mean, that guy could sue me. <clears throat> the Miz is bicultural. Um, this is not surprising, considering that he married a French woman, Maurice. Um, he says it's not Merry Christmas, or it's Merry Christmas, not Feliz Navidad. But in actuality, it's actually Happy Holidays. Just got done talking about that. Um, Matthew calls... So, The Miz is on commentary, but so is uh, Josh Matthews. Almost called him Matthew Stryker, and I don't know why. I was probably thinking of Matt Stryker. Anyway, uh, Matthews calls Swagger a powerhouse, and that's not entirely true, because Swagger is more of a technical wrestler than anything else. If anything... Um, if they were doing a storyline where apparently Kurt Angle had a illegitimate son, where Kurt Angle had an illegitimate son, like they tried to say a few years ago, um, I would imagine that Jack Swagger would have been a better fit than Jason Jordan. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Josh Matthews calls Swagger a powerhouse when in fact he's more of a technical wrestler than anything else. Gold Dust chants his passionate crowd is uh, starting to. Uh, oh, okay. His uh, passionate crowd starts to rally behind Gold Dust. At the announce desk, uh, Gold Dust gets bounced off of uh, Swagger's head. So, Gold Dust bounces the announce desk off of Swagger's head. Belly to belly suplex by Swagger, and only gets a two count off the pin. 
uh, Swagger gets the lock on and keeps, so he's got the ankle lock on. It just says the A lock on my fucking phone. Because, of course, I use text-to-speech and I have an accent. I don't hear it, but I'm sure everyone else does. And they like to make fun of me for it. <clears throat> and keeps grabbing him in this in his hold uh, where he can keep him down. And uh, I stated before that Swagger is a uh, technical wrestler, not really a powerhouse, as Josh Matthews said earlier. Because he continues to call Swagger a powerhouse for some stupid reason. The back elbow only gives him a two-count swagger. Uh, keeps the attack going off the back elbow. A Hogan leg drop, even, is what swagger goes for. And he hits it. Um, he only gets a two-count, however. A backslide pin by Goldust only gets a two-count. A swagger with a frog splash, modified splash in the corner, only gets a two-count. Goldust with a cradle of his own, and once again, only gets a two count. Gold Dust off the Irish Whip uh, gets a two count from a Code Red attempt and a near fall. Uh, Gold Dust wins with a final cut. He finally gets the three count, four out of five stars. It was a beautiful contest and a beautiful performance by both men. Because both men put on a hell of a show. <clears throat> And then we go to what they consider a commercial break, but, you know, I pay for Peacock Premium, so I don't have to deal with any fucking commercials. Yeah. <clears throat> because, uh, what's a few extra dollars just to have to not see? Oh, and the new Swiffer mop picks up more dust than ever. You should definitely go buy it. It's so funny. I'll be sitting there watching YouTube or something, and and then all of a sudden, uh, fucking advertisement, you know. Buy it now! And I'm like, no, I'm not buying anything. AJ Lee, Asuka, Tamina, versus the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, and Naomi. <clears throat> so, you got your classic Hills versus Face here. Um, the story here is that Nikki Bella, uh, last week on Raw, oh my god, never, never mind. Okay, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for that brief intermission. However, I decided that that was one too many interruptions, and I decided that it was a good idea to just go to the other part of town. For those of you wondering, now I'm at a, uh commercial business known as Douglas Equipment. Um, for This is apparently their, quote, national headquarters, even though I highly doubt that. Their national headquarters would be in a small town in nowhere, West Virginia. There's a building beside of me called the Hair Depot. Not sure why they spell depot like that, but it looks like hair deposit to me. But, um, yeah, there's no I there. D E P-O-T, depot, that's what it looks like, the hair depot. Anyway, I'm assuming that they cut hair or something, I've never been there. For those of you wondering why I'm explaining my surroundings, it's because, and I don't mean to sound like 
you know, a jerk or anything, like I don't, but some jackass recently told me, explain, articulate your where you're at. And I was like, why is that important? But okay, I, I mean, if that's what you want. And beside of the hair depot is a back alley, and beside of the back alley, and between the back alley and the hair depot is the um, old folks home of some sort. And beside of that is an extension to the old folks home and then another parking lot. <clears throat> However, I do apologize for, you know, leaving so hastily, but that made like, like the fourth, that wasn't even a sentence, that makes like the fourth um, interruption that I'd had. So I decided that it was a good idea to go to the um, hair depot and the national headquarters, I'm putting that in air quotes by the way, of the Douglas Equipment uh, Restaurant and Food Store Equipment. Holy crap, how much equipment do they got? And um, here in the back alley of their um, back parking lot, so that maybe, just maybe, even if I had to walk clear across town, I could get some damn silence, aside from my own voice, of course, and I don't like hearing my own voice, but I don't hear the accent that you all claim that you hear. However, had that been the case, there's a beautiful view here of all of the city lights here in Bluefield, West Virginia, Bluefield, Virginia area, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about some wrestling. There was a match that I was talking about and it was AJ Lee Oksana rather Tamina <clears throat> facing off against the Bella Twins Nikki and Brie Bella and N Natalia <clears throat> this is your classic as I said before or tried to say before, before I was rudely interrupted on that last segment. This is your classic heel versus face group uh, three-on-three tag team match, and it had a lot of back and forth, a lot of action. I was under the impression that they were just going to give the women maybe like a five-minute match. No, they doubled that. They practically gave them a 10- or a 12-minute match. The funny thing is, Josh Matthews on commentary um, talks about the fact that last Monday night on Monday Night Raw where um, Nikki Bella lost a tooth thanks to Tamina um, super kicking her and they did a whole segment on it about Total Divas it's, I just watched the first 7 or 8 maybe 9 or 10 episodes of season 1 and then after that it fell off for me I maybe watched 2 or 3 episodes of season 2 and then after that, I couldn't be bothered to watch it anymore. But um, the super kick that Tamina got hit with uh, rattled Nikki Bella so much that she didn't want to face her boyfriend at the time, John Cena. Um, <clears throat> she didn't want to face him because she thought, oh, okay, I lost a tooth. John Cena, he's not going to love me anymore. And... To think something like that, you know, like if you loved a woman, or for that matter, if you love a man, regardless of whether he lost a tooth or 
every tooth in his in his mouth, you know, or in her mouth. You shouldn't judge people based upon like that's shallow love, you know. Like yes, Nikki Bella is a trophy wife, you know, maybe, and maybe that's how she sees herself, maybe for one reason or another. <clears throat> but um if that's the case then maybe she needs to reevaluate the men that uh she's been with or for that matter the men that she goes after which John Cena himself he's somewhat of a trophy husband I mean look at him oh never mind you can't see him oh oh, oh I forgot you can't look at him cuz you can't see him anyway um, for those of you who <clears throat> maybe appreciated that joke, you're welcome. But for those of you who don't appreciate that joke, and maybe it's beating a dead horse, so to speak, because I don't like to, you know, beat dead animals. But what I mean to say is John Cena took it on the, he took it on the chin, you know, he was like, Whenever she was like, oh my God, I lost a tooth. John's not going to want to talk to me anymore. You know, whenever she said that, her sister let her know that that's, that's stupid. You know, you're being stupid, Nikki. <laughs> she was like, Nikki, come on, that's, that's stupid. John's going to want to talk to you regardless. And she goes to John Cena's trailer and they have an exchange where John tells her, you know, I'll love you regardless of whether you have your one tooth, whether you lost one tooth or all of them. He says, doesn't, doesn't matter to me. And that's the tooth. He meant to say the truth, but, you know, it's, it's funny. Come on, give him a good laugh. And then she's like, you're so weird. Anyway, had that been the case, that was played up for television more than what it, more than... I can say that it deserved to be, is what I should say, because, so what, Nikki Bella lost a tooth, you know, this is not ballet, this is professional wrestling, of course you're going to lose a tooth, you're going to break bones, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to get cut, you're going to get bruised, you're going to get, you know, like, these are all things that, as Steve Austin used to say, that comes with the territory, is how he broke his neck, he's not mad about it, you know, he doesn't hate Owen Hart, because Owen made one small mistake, you know, he said it himself. It comes with the territory. Whenever you sign up, get in that ring, that's what happens. But um, what I mean to say is that this match was really good, regardless of the fact that the Monday night before, um, Tamina ended up making Nikki um, lose her tooth. And we're back. Um, so for those of you wondering why exactly this episode is cut up into segments, I myself am wondering the same thing. Because <clears throat> usually I don't do episodes in segments unless it absolutely calls for it. For those of you wondering, um, it, I wouldn't say why the delay, but why was there an eight second segment and then all of a sudden I had to go for another segment? 
So I'm going to try to say this. Um, <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> there was a gun pointed at my head. Yes, I was not held at gunpoint per se. But um, to make a long story short, there's a man who um, doesn't particularly like me. And his name is Calvin. Let's just say his first name. And um, I ran into him. And whenever I say that he doesn't particularly like me, I don't mean that he, oh, I just don't like you, man. Get out of my way, you know. No, no. I mean, he has strong hatred toward me. And the reason being is because the last time that he was at my house, um, he was beating his girlfriend while doing drugs upstairs. I'll go ahead and lay it on the table, guys. I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat anything. And um, I went ahead and I called the cops on him. And um, he told me the last time that we had seen each other, that the next time that he sees me and um, I'm alone, I'm going to get got or I'm going to get shot or something like that. So... I see him pull this um, pistol out of his um, pants, and um, he goes behind me. But here's where the story gets weird, right? If you're going to shoot someone, I hate to like give you tips here or something, wouldn't you want to like, and this is the part that makes it feel as though that it's somewhat of a joke, you know, ha ha, I got a gun pointed at me. No, this is... This is a real scenario that happened to me. But, um, he almost like took 10 paces, you know, away from me. And almost did like the, you know, like why? Wouldn't you want to be danger close? Wouldn't you want, wouldn't you want like the, the barrel of the gun to be felt by my skull? Wouldn't you want to be so close that you could practically just pull the trigger and be done with it. So you guys might call me stupid or for that matter you might think that I'm fabricating some story for some, I don't know, stupid reason. But um, what ended up happening next was I told myself that I'd give him 30 seconds. and. I closed my eyes, I took a deep breath, and um, I um, waited 30 seconds. Throughout the corner of my eye, I could see something silver. It was in his hand, and I'm just going to assume that that's the, the weapon of choice in which that he's choosing to, I guess, shoot me with. And... Um, after the 30 seconds, I went ahead and I just walked away, hoping that he wasn't going to follow me. And sure enough, he didn't. I even walked through the block. I went, you might call me stupid. Some people might call me crazy, you know. But uh, I went around the block two more times to see if he was gone. But after realizing it, I... I just shook my head, you know, and said, hey, I'm going to have to go back to the church. So 
here we are once again to this loud vacant parking lot of a church and um i'm going to try to finish this episode my cousin told me that i shouldn't try to finish the episode what i should worry about is my own health and well-being and i should go home <laughs> whenever i texted him and told him that you know calvin just pointed a gun at me but it's not important what's important is getting this podcast monetized so thank you all so much for joining me this has been episode 98 of the gut wrench podcast um according to my analytics which i really don't believe at all i do believe this should have been episode 99 this should have been the episode before episode 100 but that's okay i'll do a second episode this week i don't give a fuck but if I do that, then I'm not going to be able to do, like, you can't expect me to, like, get out the NXT uh, Brooklyn episode and then, um, like, that's like a two-hour show, practically almost a three-hour show. You know, there's only so many hours in a day. Of course, I've got to go to work. I've got paperwork to fill out, believe it or not. And I just had my life threatened, so I'm going to be dwelling on that for a minute. Um... So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, get right into the action. I didn't even talk about the wrestling per se, because, believe it or not, whenever I clicked the uh, X to save that segment, that's whenever I seen the man's gun. So, I was terrified, to say the, to say the least. I was terrified, and I'm probably still shaking. Yes, I am. Now, and I need to catch my breath for a minute. Don't have a water near me or anything like that. I'm going to have to get that once I get home. But anyway, uh, AJ Lee, Asuka, Tamina uh, versus the Bella Twins made up of Nikki Bella and um, Brie Bella and Natalia. A fireman's carry uh, from Brie Bella to AJ Lee. AJ tags out and so does Brie. Um, Nikki tags Nikki tags in uh, Natalia and hits the two pins on Oksana. That's who AJ Lee tagged out to was Oksana. I didn't put that down, but then Tamina comes in. Uh, she gets the tag uh, from Oksana with a Samoan drop and only gets a two count. AJ in off the tag, gets a near fall. Uh, then uh, Oksana gets the tag and comes back in off the tag and she gets a single crab on Natalia, which is sort of ironic given the fact that Natalia is the submissions wrestler. Oksana, in my opinion, um, she shouldn't be a professional wrestler. She should probably be a model or something. I mean, she's a good looking girl, but I don't think she has, like, the charisma to be a professional wrestler. And I mean, it's just my opinion, of course. She could prove me wrong. She could very well prove me wrong. And you know what? I welcome that. I welcome being proven wrong. Um, then Oksana comes back off the tag and gets the single crab locked on Natalia. Uh, Tamina gets the near fall on Natty, so Oksana makes the pin to Tamina. Uh, the daughter of uh, the late um, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. 
Natty gets the tag into Nikki Bella. She makes the hot tag and in comes Nikki Bella. Um, Bulldog in the corner. Uh, Nikki does only gets a two count. Uh, Nikki with a roll up catches Tamina off guard and gets the win for her team. I get three out of five stars. It was nice paced action and uh, a lot to keep up with. It was a good wrestling match and uh, very nice, very fluent, very entertaining. And now we go to our main event of the evening, which is Fandango, the former Johnny Curtis versus Kofi Kingston. Have you ever looked up the, and if you haven't, then, you know, don't, don't worry about it unless, of course, you want to see something absolutely funny, you know, if you're a fan of the funny and you've got a funny bone, go to YouTube and type in Kofi Kingston's theme song, Misheard Lyrics, and you're bound to find something that, if you're a professional wrestling fan, you're going to absolutely love. Okay, not sure why we're with the small dick energy today. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry for those of you listening. That's a classic example of small dick energy. You know, whenever your dick is so small, and I'm, I mean wholeheartedly so, oh, there we go again, more motor noises. Whenever, you know, you've got a penis about the size of a pebble on the ground, you need something to, um, there you go again, that makes round three. You need something to sort of say, hey, you know, uh, to all those ladies out there in the crowd, uh, they, you know, like, I'm not very good at the sex, and, you know, I can't, I can't please you very well, and maybe I make a lot of money, but that's just compensation for something that I don't have. Rum, rum. Yeah, you can hear him out there. Hopefully, you all can hear him. Hopefully, my reverberation of the um, <clears throat> vehicle noises that I just earlier made don't exactly, you know, it, it's not a turn off. I mean, you can just fast forward 10 seconds, whatever. The point being is that Kofi Kingston, um, misheard lyrics. Back to what I was saying. What you should do is go on YouTube, type in Misheard Lyrics, um, Kofi Kingston's theme song, and I hear it again. What do you know? And um, anyway, what you want to go ahead and do from there is type in... Oh, never mind. You've already typed it in. Just look at all of the search results. Look at, like... His, his theme song is very African-esque. Um, come on, you hear them shouting, S-O-S, you hear them, <laughs> but whenever, whenever you hear the misheard lyrics, like, you can't, you can't not unhear that, right? So, instead of, you hear them shouting, they'll say, you hear them Shelton, so, Shelton Benjamin is a professional wrestler that works for the company, and it shows a picture of him. And you hear them Brian, all of a sudden Daniel Bryan shows up. You hear them Brian, 
And I swear the man loses himself in this song because for whatever reason it's it's like um it's so hard to explain oh my god uh, you, you hear them brian sos you hear them crying you know you hear <laughs> kofi kingston's theme song is a riot man but anyway uh fandango also has a really good theme song in my opinion i guess understand that the theme song isn't exactly what ties the wrestler together but you know whenever you whenever you get to that point to wherever you're like oh my god the theme song you know is slapping or whatever else it fandangos is just ballroom dance music practically it's like smooth jazz and whenever he had that reawakening actually i remember uh they did like a do-over of his character um, I can't remember whether he was with Rosa Mendez whenever that happened or whether, um, uh, he was still with Summer Ray. Like, he wasn't together, like, with her, with her, except they did another segment on that on Total Divas 2, where Summer Ray actually took him to her apartment and they started making out and whatever else started happening, happening, you know, like, what adults do, I guess. But Summer Ray said herself that she didn't feel a connection with him after making out with him. So, you know, it's like, okay, what are you supposed to feel, Summer? Like, why do you bring this man home and then afterwards you start making out with him in an interview and then she says, you know how some of those shows will have like those cutaway interviews of like the contestants that are in the show? Like Hell's Kitchen, for instance. It'll, you know, there'll be like a quiet interview with a lone standing camera or whatever. That's sort of what they did in, oh, you hear him again. What do you know? He's not having had enough of me roasting him. That's sort of what you would get on uh, Total Divas as well. It was like, um, you would see what it is that the ladies were doing of the total divas and then all of a sudden they would start talking about oh and then shit went and hit the fan and you know and then they'll do these standalone interviews with like a backdrop or whatever anyway it's not the point i'm getting off the subject and i'm not meaning to you know i'm talking about everything else from a gun being pointed to me by the way being pointed at me not to me but um <clears throat> you know and I'm still confused about that. Why did this guy... I don't know if I should be angry. I don't know if I should be, like, upset about it. Like, my life just got threatened and I'm so confused. Like I said, to make a long story short, basically, I called the cops on this guy for domestic abuse and uh, he's... I'm going to put this in air quotes. Had it out for me this entire time. Maybe he just wanted me to know what the score was, you know? Like, I don't understand your logic. Anyway, uh, also, uh, Summer Ray has been on Sean, I think his name is Sean Sap Ross or whatever. Um, he's been on, or she's been on his podcast quite a, quite often. And apparently, according to her, she's had like a lot of uh, 
people sending her inappropriate messages and stuff like that. Um, that's not PG, you know, which is understandable. It, actually, it's not understandable. It's understandable that they wouldn't be PG, is what I should say. And, like, guys, don't do that. You know, you see a celebrity, it, sure, she's beautiful. What can you offer her, though? You know, let me ask you a question. You need to be realistic. You need to ask yourself one question. What can I offer her that makes her think that she would want to be with me? Okay, don't. You know, you, you don't see Selena Gomez online and be like, will you date me? You know, don't, mm, 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 sweetie, sweetheart, mm, mm, let's not do that. <coughs> anyway, uh, Fandango uh, with Summer Rae. Uh, Dango, here's the story here. Dango beat um, Dolph Ziggler to become the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship recently. So if Dango wins here, which it makes sense that he would because obviously they're trying to build a story about around um, how strong Fandango is coming into his match um, against Dolph Ziggler, uh, not Dolph Ziggler, I'm sorry, Big E Langston. He already beat Dolph Ziggler. Um, <clears throat> that Dango is who they strapped the uh, lower championship belts to We'll see how it plays out. Because keep that in mind, I just went ahead and decided to take these notes um, before watching the match. You know, so I sat down and watched the match, and then I take the notes as the match progresses. So I don't know what the um, outcome of the match is, but if I'm booking this match, Fandango versus Kofi Kingston, and they say on commentary that Dango... Um, is the number one contender for a lower mid-card championship. Well, okay, what's that make Kofi Kingston? Obviously, he's there to make Dango look good. He's, he's there to get Dango in shape. <clears throat> nice back and forth between uh, both men. Josh Matthews on commentary tells the men, tells the Miz he got what he deserved uh, too at the TLC uh, 2013 kickoff show uh Kofi slapped the Miz and the Miz says how dare you Josh Matthews how dare you we get the Kofi chance um because at the 2013 uh kickoff show of uh TLC apparently the Miz got slapped by Kofi Kingston Kofi then sidesteps Dango um, into the ring. I'm sorry, sidesteps Dango outside the ring. I'm so sorry. Uh, and makes him fall outside the ring. So he must have, okay, so he must have been inside the ring, making him fall outside the ring. Knocking him down and making him feel like he's lost at sea. A nice Japanese arm drag by Kofi Kingston. That's a rare move you don't usually see. A dango. <clears throat> gets a one count, but Kofi uh, had multiple times uh, got a two count. 
uh, these two are going back and forth uh, from pinfalls, back and forth, uh, neck breakers, near falls, but uh, both men taking to put in effort uh, to keep the peace, to keep the pace rather of the match going. Uh, Kingston with a boom drop on Dango and Uh, Dango hits the left high temple of Kofi Kingston with his knee, and um, he only gets a two count. Uh, Summer Ray off the distraction, and Dango it, it gives him an opportunity to catch his breath and take control of the match to pick up the win. And honestly, I gave it five out of five stars. What a hidden gem of a match. Um, I didn't it, quite expect to see this match was uh, quite the contest, and it was a very entertaining match on so many levels. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all the time that we have for you here tonight. Thank you all so much for joining me in this episode of the Gut Wrench Podcast, episode number 98, according to my um, analytics, which I still don't believe. That's fine. This can be episode 98. Episode 99 will be uh, the takeover uh, Brooklyn 3 where Drew McIntyre will face off against Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship. Thank you all so much for joining me. My name is Ben Mocha. This has been the Gut Wrench Podcast. And that's a wrap. Remember, there is a change coming. But can you keep up with the change?